Welcome to Aging Better in Uncertain Times. I'm Gord Martineau, in studio, alongside Dr. Fabio Varlese. Here, we help you keep informed and up-to-date on the latest in science, medicine, and technology that helps us all age better in these uncertain times. In terms of our health outcomes, our chronic health outcomes, particularly as we age, 5% of those outcomes are genetic. You can't do anything about that, okay? Take 5% of that outcome, put it on the shelf. If you have a predisposition to respiratory or cardiovascular disease, what have you. Uh, another 20 to 25% is our lifestyle. Uh, what we eat, what we drink, how much we exercise. Uh, here's what's nuts, okay? Uh, the rest, up to 70% of all chronic health outcomes are determined by our surrounding environmental and social conditions, the air we breathe, right. the water we drink, the lighting, the thermal. So using uh, these long-term care facilities as ways to passively uh, continue to introduce uh, prevention, if you will, uh, we feel is just a, a great and dynamic way uh, to increase the overall outcome of, of the occupants. Thanks for joining us on our weekly guide into living better, healthier lives so that we can all experience aging better in these uncertain times. Throughout this series, we're going to examine the best ways to prepare ourselves for the future. What's the best advice for our overall health? We're going to look at every aspect affecting your life, and that means physical, mental, financial, nutritional, and medical. We'll cover all the bases. To do that, we'll supply you with high-value information from the leading experts in each field. And by that, I don't mean just everyday opinions. We'll be introducing you to the leading experts in each field, men and women who have studied, worked, and who teach at the highest levels. You have questions, we have the answers. Today, we examine long-term care and the aging adult. Joining me here in the studio, Dr. Fabio Varlese, a specialist in internal medicine and geriatric medicine. He's the Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief of Staff at Runnymede Hospital, Staff Specialist at Baycrest Health Sciences and Mount Sinai Hospital. And Dr. Varlese is also an Assistant Professor at the University of Toronto. So, Fabio, we want to look at, you know, not just the big picture in terms of long-term care and aging adults, but the nuts and bolts of how we take care of them and how we can do a better job of it. Well, this is such an important question, and it became a very important one, especially during uh, this pandemic. Everybody wants to age in place in your own home, your own community. Aging in place is about having the health and the social supports and services you need to live safely and independently in your own home, in your own community. So, uh, and this, you know, the wish is, is that it happens for as long as possible. Um as a doctor specializing in the field of aging, um, my goal, goal is always to improve the health and aging of a patient. Uh, and this starts with uh, uh, the management of their chronic diseases, which sometimes rob them of their quality of life. But there's a lot we can do from a medical perspective. Um, and we look at their lifestyle in, in order to ensure uh, more independence. Um, and, and so we look at things, mm -hmm. you know, uh, such as diet, physical activity, giving up smoking and drinking in moderation, sleep, a very, very big one. I think that there's not one assessment that I do without asking about this. But um, it's, um, we, we always want to ensure uh, aging in place. But at times, you know, the so-called sandwich uh, generation, you know, people living in yep. their 40s and 50s mm -hmm. who have kids of their own 
have to also start looking at the, you know, the care of their own parents. And in these situations, uh, the sandwich generation comes to people like myself to ask about what should I do? And there's a spectrum. I mean, you know, once uh, living in your own home is no longer possible, then discussions have to happen in regards to what about a senior's apartment? They offer some services, some attention, some care. And as you you know, sort of age even further and have more medical problems, you may have to go to assisted living where there's a bit more nursing support, way up to long-term care where daily activities are compromised and uh, skilled nursing uh, and other services are truly important. So I hope that today when we hear from the other experts is that we leave with a very positive message Mm -hmm. about long-term care because we need it very much. There's many that do an amazing job. And um, I'm really, really excited about today's program. So let's bring in the other experts. We have Connie Dijak, the CEO and president of Runnymede Health Care Center. We also have Paul Shalla, the founder and chief executive uh, of uh, Delos. And we have uh, also Joseph Galizia. He's the president and CEO of his organization, which really is, is deeply embedded in in how we construct these facilities, how we maintain them, and how we design them, and that sort of thing. And so, uh, Connie, uh, you are about to turn sod, I understand, on a new assisted living center. And and so you will be leaning, I guess, on on Messrs. Galicia and Shala for some advice and and maybe some pointers in in how to get this center to uh, the best situation you can possibly have for aging adults. Well, Gord, you're absolutely correct. At Runnymede Healthcare Center, we have uh, Active Rehab Medici Complex. And in February 2021, we are breaking ground on a brand new long-term care facility, a 200-bed facility, where we expect to have our first resident come through the door and uh, receive care July 2023. So, Joseph Galicia, you enter the picture when it comes to the actual kind of uh, you know, if I'll use this in lay terms, the actual layout of the facility and the kinds of things it should have, the the, the actual nuts and bolts of the operation, am I right? I, I was uh, in, involved uh, with Runnymede and Connie and Dr. Varleza and the entire team, Gord, in terms of looking at what we've learned over the last uh, 20 uh, plus years. And uh, as Connie uh, said, uh, Runnymede was ahead of the game, looking at building more private rooms and the layout but also the social aspect of long-term care. Uh, the first floor of Runnymede is just going to be uh, breathtaking uh, and, and inviting. And so um, we're excited to see uh, how people uh, respond to this home and, uh, and have looked at it uh, you know, uh, from a clinical perspective, looked at it from a social perspective. But uh, at the end of the day, the mission was uh, simple. What's best for the resident? And when you start from that as a nucleus, everything else cascades uh, quite easily. Paul Shala at uh, Delos, you deal with the finer points of a long-term care facility. For example, the, the technological aspects of the facility and, and how that relates to the individual health of the people in it. Yeah, uh, we've been merging the health sciences with the building sciences for over eight years. Uh, the first several years was pure research uh, with Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, over 300 medical practitioners to work directly with real estate professionals Uh, owners, operators, developers, architects, engineers, to best uh, quantify the built environment uh, and its impact on on people, on the human condition. Uh, Everything that surrounds us matters. Uh, So air quality, water quality, lighting, 
thermal, acoustics, biophilic elements, surface and cleaning protocols, operational guidelines, uh, and mapping those directly to our respiratory, mm-hmm. cardiovascular, mm-hmm. immune, cognitive, digestive, and sleep health outcomes. Um, we also operate the world's largest uh, certification body for healthy buildings, the Well Building Standard. Um, with projects now in 64 countries across all uh, uh, sectors. When you consider this demographic, uh, you know, the sensitivity levels rise uh, as we age. Uh, The air quality that we breathe uh, impacts our cognition. Uh, The lighting we take in through our circadian optic nerve uh, deeply impacts our our energy levels, our sleeping patterns, and and has a big impact, believe it or not, on on our long-term cognitive function, including Alzheimer's. So uh, understanding uh, the elements that surround us uh, and incorporating ways to either certify uh, or put product and, 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 and technology and software into spaces like we're discussing today is a key element uh, to advancing uh, uh, the, the elevation, if you will, of, of, the, of the things that surround us and, and how they impact our chronic health outcomes, particularly for an elderly population. Connie, long-term care facilities um, you are, are, are perceived by members of the public as, as kind of like, a, well, a place to put mom and dad and, you know, it has kind of a motel atmosphere. But uh, the, the idea here is to really step up the level of care. And it's not just one size fits all. There are varying degrees of care for people in the facilities. I think that's absolutely true, Gord. Uh, the assumption was that we're dealing with frail elderly. And, and uh, what we've seen happen over the last, oh, I would say, decade is the acuity of that resident has really increased. So it's not simply a place that uh, you would put your parents uh, out of convenience. It really is necessary to their health and well-being. And their level of care is such that they really do need assistance with activities of daily living, whether it be dressing, feeding, mobility, all of those things. Joseph, this is a whole new day we're talking about in terms of long-term care facilities. I mean, you, you specialize in out-of-the-box thinking when it comes to constructing these facilities. Yes, and so uh, as uh, mentioned uh, by uh, Connie and Dr. Verleze and, uh, and Paul, you know, you, you're looking at, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you build beautiful buildings and, uh, and you care for uh, people, but the staff make a difference as well. And so uh, the whole focus that uh, you know I've uh, come to uh, realize uh, over uh, the last few decades is you know making the right staff complement and mix and as Connie so said in terms of the acuity in the last decade increasing you know that that cannot be uh, you know uh, uh, overstated uh, uh, enough and so the idea of introducing technology and um, and other sorts of uh, activities to make sure we do what's right and what's best for the resident and what they want as well, Gord. That's important. And Paul, there's a, there's a lot of ground to cover because when you consider that uh, people 65 and over are the largest growing segment of our society, then there's there's a lot to be done in terms of planning and, and upgrading the facilities we currently have and, and, you know, especially the newer ones where you want to get the best possible gear and, and provide the best environment for aging adults. Yeah, absolutely. There is. I mean, when you consider the cost of long-term care, both at, at the government or societal level and, 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 and in the private uh, sector, what, what's quite interesting is this, what we felt has been overlooked for a while. In terms of our health outcomes, our chronic health outcomes, particularly as we age, you know, 5% of those outcomes are genetic. 
Mm. Can't do anything about that. Okay, take 5% of that outcome, put it on the shelf. If you have a predisposition to respiratory or cardiovascular disease, what have you. Uh, another 20 to 25% is our lifestyle. Uh, what we eat, what we drink, how much we exercise. Uh, here's what's nuts, okay? Uh, the rest, up to 70% of all chronic health outcomes are determined by our surrounding environmental and social conditions, the air we breathe, right. the water we drink, the lighting, the thermal. So using uh, these long-term care facilities as ways to passively uh, continue to introduce uh, prevention, if you will, uh, we feel is just a, a great and dynamic way uh, to increase the overall outcome of, of the occupants. And, and Dr. Verlesi, I mean, so many people have the perception of oh, going into a long-term care facility. They don't want to go. You know, it's it's not a place they they envision themselves in because of the general idea that this is just a place to, to put me and, you know, nobody really cares about my well-being and et cetera, et cetera, and the environment and all that. So what we're discussing here is a brand new day for all of these facilities. Absolutely. It's very unfortunate that even society tends to be a bit ageist when it comes to um, just the aging population in general. And then a facility ends up acquiring this type of uh, image and 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 that is absolutely uh, to be avoided at every cost. Joseph, what kind of uh, elements do you envision these facilities having or, or the ones that you institute and establish in these uh, facilities so that people don't feel kind of alienated that, that they actually see things they want to take advantage of, a place that they feel is comfortable and, and a place they want to be? That's the overall objective, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the strongest long-term care homes and the, the ones that, uh, you know, uh, have long waiting lists, they have one thing in common is how do you engage with the resident and uh, hearing their voice and listening to their voice and following uh, and doing things that they expect. And as Dr. Varlese said, the culture component uh, is is really important, and so every uh, individual uh, that uh, needs to make this choice should uh, research every uh, uh, possibility out there and making sure that they select a home that's right for them. And what's exciting about Runnymede is that they early on, Gord, looked at the uh, community and really identified key areas that uh, in gaps uh, in the community. And so Runnymede will uh, be the uh, uh, first home to uh, look after, uh, you know, individuals of uh, Maltese descent. And that's really, really important. And so it's about the home looking at their uh, community and how can uh, uh, we as uh, operators, you know, uh, look after the residents' needs from that perspective. Paul, when you look at the current facilities and, and some that have been with us for quite a period of time, you get the feeling, you know, for want of a better expression, that they're kind of stone age in the kind of things that they provide, the environments that they have? Well, you know, it's interesting because we can't do anything about um, uh, uh, older buildings. You can't just start building new buildings. We yeah. have to look within those facilities and see what can be improved and upgraded. And, um, you know, as it pertains to even today, highly encouraged of the portable wall-mounted standalone air filtration units that can be put into any older building. Uh, without concern of HVAC configuration, what have you, that is currently getting a 99.97% reduction of an airborne viral load down to 0.007 microns. I mean, these are a couple hundred dollar devices that should be essential to every existing facility, uh, even though they're not brand new, uh, they can be improved. 
And, and Dr. Farlese, this is the, the, the overall objective is let's make these places as healthy and as attractive as we can for an aging population. They've worked their entire lives, you know, to, to retire. And then sometimes, uh, you know, they reach a point where they require long-term care on, on varying levels. But it should be a place they want to be in and where they feel confident they're going to get the best care. You know, I, uh, every day I, I speak to families and patients uh, and making the, de- the decision of going into long-term care is always a very, very difficult one because to, to give up on your, you know, your quality of life at home in, in a familiar place, uh, just having um, access to your social sort of networks, mm. you know, you, you always have this feeling that, oh my God, I'm, if I go there, I'm going to lose all of that. We need to win over this, this, uh, you know, preconceived notion about what a long-term care facility is. So that's why I think that this, today's episode is really, really, um, you know, honing in on, on all the issues related to this. We need long-term care facilities and we need special ones, ones that are thinking ahead, that are really factoring in the needs of the elderly patient, not only from a medical perspective, for, but from many other aspects as we've been listing here today. So I'm, I'm hearing so many positive messages today. So I'm really appreciating this. Joseph, uh, you know, you see, obviously see the need for long-term care facilities, but given the fact that our population is aging, so the need for these facilities is growing. So you see a kind of a, a, a bold frontier where you can really make some serious uh, inroads into, into upgraded health care and environmental care for aging seniors. You're absolutely right. And uh, just to build upon a point that uh, was uh, made earlier by Connie, uh, we're really uh, uh, optimistic and excited uh, to see the uh, the tone in this government and uh, and seeing in terms of uh, what what is important in, in health care. And what is important is that long-term care homes used to be a standalone facility, were not really connected to the greater health care uh, population. And now you've seen that really change in the last nine months where you're seeing hospitals playing a greater role in public health and government and all levels of government. And that's what's really exciting is that improved communication creativity allows us to provide the best care possible uh, to uh, to those that, that are in need. And just recognize the importance of the frontline uh, staff and long-term care has changed. You know, uh, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have had a nurse practitioner in uh, in a, a typical long-term care home. And uh, expertise like Dr. Uh, Fabio Verleze as a uh, uh, you know a uh, leading geriatrician, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't have uh, been involved in the care. Now you see that on a daily basis. And so the work that Connie started many years ago, before you know she applied. Uh, Runnymede was in the forefront of that, and uh, and now it's exciting to see by 2023 all those pieces are going to come together. So, Paul, when you encounter uh, you know new facilities being built or upgrades being made to existing facilities, do you find yourself uh, almost in the position of being a teacher? You've got to teach the importance of improving the environment for seniors. I mean, you know, something as simple as air filtration and aspects like that are people thinking that way to begin with or or are they kind of surprised when you bring up these issues you know that's such a great question Uh, the well building standard uh, at wellcertified.com is online for free Uh, that is eight years of work that's hundreds of millions of dollars of research capital quantifying the connection between buildings and people inside them Uh, 
uh, the process to ultimately get well certified uh, results in a seal on the front door. When you think of messaging and you think of uh, dig- dignity and excitement for someone to actually say, wow, I'm going into a well-certified platinum building, a uh, long-term healthcare facility. Um, you know, the messaging is, um, is one component of that. But the fact that there's a third-party verification of all of those uh, performance indicators and the fact that the well-building standard itself, Paul, is out there uh, for everyone to consume that's the education piece. Uh, that, 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 that's the most important. You know, health and wellness in the built environment needs to be positioned as a right, not a privilege. Um, and, and, and that's why we've looked to democratize this information over the years through a body of work such as the well-building standard. Some final thoughts now with Dr. Varlese's prescription to aging better. So, Dr. Varlese, what we learned today was particularly exciting when you think about where long-term care facilities are going and the things they're providing for seniors. You know, it's no longer a situation of, oh, God, don't put me in a home. Now it's going to be a place where if they do require long-term care, they're going to be in a great environment. Absolutely. You know, we had this problem even before the pandemic. We knew that there was a lot of opportunities for improvement. I think that the pandemic has shown us that uh, some of these issues have surfaced a bit more dramatically, but um, it is crucial to look at this, just address the issues uh, in a formalized way, which our our current government is actually doing very well, uh, and to really look at the future with a much more positive approach to this. We need long-term care facilities. Mm -hmm. We need these facilities, uh, whether they're assisted living homes or seniors' Uh, residences, all delivering a certain level of care depending on the uh, the severity of your medical uh, condition. We as the sandwich generation, we need to rely on these facilities because uh, we need to know that our parents, our grandparents are going into a facility that's going to really take care of them. The optimum word being care. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And then, but living in a, in a facility that has all the the bells and whistles that ensure optimal health, that ensure social engagement, activities, um, traditional uh, activities that are specific to your own cultural background. And so uh, the the future must be bright because we need these facilities. Thanks for that. Questions about aging better can be emailed to info at agingbetter.ca or by visiting our website at agingbetter.ca. Aging Better in Uncertain Times, brought to you by Runnymede Health, Jewel 88.5, L'Oreal, La Roche-Posay, Vichy, Avicana, and Sanofi Pasteur, in part through an educational grant. Be sure to drop in for your next doctor's visit on Jewel 88.5, Sundays at 8.30 a.m. or at jewel885.com. Until next time, I'm Gord Martineau with Dr. Fabio Varlese, along with producers Dominic Schulo and David Sirsta. Be well and stay safe.